understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing, so that the world can hear your message. Because I know, one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. I am your host, your girl, Jessica Hurley. If you're new to the Stranded Phase, welcome to the podcast where we help you really own and embrace the phase of your life that you are in that is meant and created to teach you more than you could ever imagine. Usually the most uncomfortable phase, whether it be around our finances, our relationships, our next steps, aligning with our purpose, or just not knowing what's next, but knowing that we want more. So we're owning our stranded phase. And if you are a longtime listener, your girl is back. I skipped a couple weeks. I had one of the busiest seasons of my life preparing for a life-changing event, our annual uh, woman's summit called Innovative Income Summit. So if you were there, shout out to my IIS ladies, Innovative Income Summit ladies. It just, the event was freaking life changing. Listen to me when I say this event was life changing. It was life changing for me as, as the co-host, like it was life changing for me as the co-creator of this space. It was life changing for me to, you know, it's crazy. One of the coolest parts of the event was the night before watching all the women that flew in from all over the country, the 120 plus women that came in to see other women, like It was the Friday night before the event, the two-day summit that I was like, our job is already done. Like the impact is already made. Whatever happens Saturday and Sunday is just the bonus. It's just the cherry on top because it's the fact for me that this space has curated connections and collaborations in women that are like in their mid-30s, uber excited to spend time together, connect, network, love on one another, support, provide resources, and just have fun. Like they were having so much fun being together Friday night before the event. And I was like, holy shit, the job is already done. 
everything this weekend on top of that is just a bonus because the job is already done because women, we struggle so insanely bad with cattiness and competition and pulling you down so that we can stay at the top. Like be great, but don't be better than us. We can only support you to a certain level. Like we all know this because we've all been victim to it and we've all been the, the perpetrator of it at some point in time, unfortunately, because our egos, our insecurities get in the way. Like, and we just are taught through a lifetime to compete with other women because there's not enough space at the top. And so to see women doing this, just, oh, y'all. And if you have not seen the reposts all week long, this event was life-changing from the speakers to the full day that we focused on healing. I think there were women in that room that said verbatim that they had this, not only did this event change their life, but they did more healing and identifying and recognizing things that they had been avoiding their whole 30 years in one day that they had, then they had their entire life and realized how these things were holding them back in business, personal relationships, romantic relationships, so on and so forth. So I cannot brag enough about this event. And again, I can say it proudly because I can say it proudly because that was our fifth innovative income summit. Fifth, y'all, fifth, fifth. So I just say that to say like three years in the making, the first event had 12 women. We charged less than $20 a ticket to this event. Our tickets were way more than that, quadruple those prices, but we had over 120 women in the room. The The summit was two days long. Women were excited to come in and sit with us for more than eight hours, connect, make connections, just do the deep, deep work. And then like talk about getting to a freaking bag strategy, you know, eliminating that paralyzing how taking the next steps like it it just was insane so if you're just catching wind of this and you missed this event it is a one time annual event but you just got lucky because we're trying to move it from the summer back to the top of the year so we are doing another innovative income summit innovative income summit 2022 will actually be january in less than 6 months so the tickets are already on sale they're the cheapest they will ever ever be for the month of august and then they will go up ask every lady that was in attendance they did not even have a chance to pay this price so go grab your ticket the link is in my bio the link is also in the show notes to get your ticket at the lowest price they will ever be and you can get in this room connect with these women this high caliber of women these women that are running their businesses that are creating insane impact walking in their truest purpose and fighting every day to do so and take a step further into that now now we're actually going to get into today's episode. (laughs) And I tried recording this episode three times on video because my podcast is now a video podcast. And guys, I could not do it without crying. So prepare yourself because this one is going to be deep. And I knew it was time for this episode because of the things that have been happening in my life. But There was one question that I was asked and then something that happened this week that I knew it was time to give you guys this episode. One, one of the questions I got asked in probably three different ways by three different people was they were in attendance last weekend at the event. And if you were there, I poured my heart out. My business partner and I put our all into this fucking event. But day one, I poured my heart out. I put everything on front street for everyone. That's all I've been doing my entire journey as an entrepreneur. But the question I got asked was, 
you were so vulnerable. You poured yourself out. We were, we were so incredibly impressed with the way you showed up. Do you think that the last seven months of your life, eight months of your life, this transition, this, this experience that you've endured is, do you think it was part of what prepared you to show up in the way that you did at Innovative Income? And when they say that they're basically what they're asking me is ending a seven year relationship that was supposed to be a marriage with the father of my only child this year at the top of this year in January and the seven, eight month journey I went on trying to heal from that and disconnect from that and connect with myself and give myself everything I needed was this eight months. The reason why I was able to show up in the way that I did at innovative income. So that was the question I got asked three different ways by three different people. And then it was followed by this. And this is how I knew it was time for this episode. February, 2020. So this is a little over a year and a half ago. I attended um, one of my absolute favorite events. Highly, highly would recommend if you are an entrepreneur, don't already know about this event, but I'm sure if you are, you already do. Um, Megan and I attended an event called Funnel Hacking Live, and it is the event that goes on, um, that is put on by ClickFunnels, which is a software that many entrepreneurs use for their, their funnels, right? So February, 2020, Megan and I go to this event. It's in Nashville, Tennessee at the time of our lives. You have to really be committed to go to an event like this because it's four whole ass days. If you've been following me for a while, um, it was the time that Megan and I saw Tony Robbins. Absolutely incredible event year and a half ago. Totally forgot that I wrote myself a letter at the end of this event, which was what they asked of us. They asked us to write ourselves a letter. They asked us the question, what were we willing to do? What in our lives personally would make us happy? What in our lives professionally would make us happy? And what would we be willing to do? What would be, what would we be willing to do in order to make that happen? And they sent me that letter in the mail this week. And when I received it, I was like, I have no idea what this fucking letter says. Like, I didn't even remember writing it. We're talking about a year and a half ago. And of course, um, to no surprise, it was pretty emotional. So I'm going to share this letter with you because it was very short. And then we're going to get into today's episode. Okay, so I was a little off about the question. It basically says, when we gather again in 2021, what will have happened in your life, both personally and professionally, for you to feel happy with your progress? And then this is what the letter says. Dear Jessica, in order for me to be happy with my progress personally, I will get married to my best friend, his name, on September 20th, 2020. My son will be healthy and thriving. Personally, I will be the healthiest physically I've ever been and have taken charge of my healing of my gut and losing weight. I will lo- I will love my vessel again so that I can use it for what powers it was created for. In order for me to be happy, happy professionally, I will outsource my entire operation of Insta Podcast, my podcast agency, to my wonderful team and focus on training them and growing the company. Insta Podcast will hit the two comma club. This is a ClickFunnels award, by the way. We'll hit the two comma club and I will be preparing for my award. And I will be known as the industry expert for all major entrepreneurs and business owners and the leading uh, industry expert in podcasting. I will have 
hosted Innovative Income with my best friend and business partner, and we will have just powerfully served over 350 women. My business, I will love my business and my impact so much. It will be my freedom. Love, love you, Jessica. And then it said, what are you willing to do to make that vision become a reality? I said, any and everything. Sacrifice bachelorette parties, late nights, change in my routine, commitment to physical and mental health, and growth all 2020. I will not stop or waver in fear, doubt, and will always move from a place of certainty. I will forgive myself for things that waste my time. I will forgive myself about everything in my past and I will let go of shame and speed and spend a lifetime understanding that I am and will always be enough exactly as I am. Love, Jess. So obviously there was a lot of emotion tied to reading that letter and here's why. If you're new to the Stranded Face podcast, I've made everything, it just about everything in that letter happened besides two things. I'm not in the best physical shape of my life. However, I have lost 15 pounds this year. So I I am 15 pounds lighter, but I'm not in the best physical shape that I've ever been. Um, I would definitely like to put more time and effort into that. But as far as Insta podcast being primarily outsourced, it is. I only do the part of my business that I love, which is creative direction and sales calls. Um, my That part of my business is completely outsourced. Innovative income did just t- take place with over 120 women. I called for 350 women. We have not hit that number yet, but by the end of uh, this, this by the end of 2020, we absolutely will. Um, I know innovative income is a movement and it will reach the masses. But at this point, I even think that my desire for that has shifted. I don't, I'm not so hard pressed on this large amount of women being served as I am the women I want to be served intimately and deeply. So it's more about quality and deepness versus um, spread and, and, you know, impacting by the thousands. I think that will just come naturally. Again, I want that more intimate, deep reach with women that are ready. And so of course, um, the most emotional part of that letter is that I did make most of those things happen. Um, but I did not marry my best friend. And I say that not to harp on it, but, um, I say that to say that I am in the best place I've ever been in my business ever. I am the best. I'm making the most money that I've ever made, which is not a, um, a checkbox for me, but just to give you some context again, I'm 15 pounds lighter and I feel the most aligned with my purpose and impact than I've ever felt ever, ever. And I feel like I'm just simply just scratching the surface truly on what I'm capable of. I am more empowered and more inspired by my own actions these days than I have ever been. Um, and motivated to do more truly and more in love with myself than I've ever been. I mean, if I could rate my confidence with myself and my, my ability and my worth, I'd, I'd give myself like a fucking nine. And I don't think I've ever been in that place. And that's because I'm not spending all of my energy, um, you know, proving to someone that I am worthy of being exclusive to. I am spending a lot of time on me and my growth. 
And so getting to that place that I am at obviously came with a cost. And for whatever reason, God saw fit that it, that all of these things could not be done inside of a relationship. So that brings me to today's episode. And I really want to hone in on the last eight months of what I would call going from being powerless to powerful. Basically, I'm giving you my comeback story. (laughs) So I want to start with how I was able to really go back to this place mentally. And this is a big shout out to Farrah Cosby, who purchased Megan and I two Reiki sessions before our Innovative Income Summit, like literally four days before. And um, what a beautiful gift, like shout out to her. And during this session, obviously we get finished. She tells me a lot of things vibrationally that she felt, um, energy that she felt, you know, what she heard and what she felt like needed to be said to me. A lot of the things I had heard before, you know, some of it was very enlightening, um, definitely gave me things to look forward to about myself and things to really focus on. But one of the things she said um, brought me to tears. And she said, there's something going on with your left side and it's like a wedge. She said it lives inside of you and it, it is part of your everyday life. And it reminds you that it's there constantly. And it, it takes precedent in a lot of your decision-making still. And she said, it's a wedge that you have not released yet. And it's from a time that you felt powerless. And those words, that phrase brought me to tears because I knew exactly what she was talking about. Now, let me venture to say that this is not the first time in my life that I felt powerless. The last the last eight months, I would say 75% of the time I felt powerless. But it's not the first time. I would say there's been several, but there are two times in the last decade that I felt powerless. And they were, one was 2017. 2017 was one of by far the craziest years of my life. And within a span of a couple months, I almost lost my father to cancer. Um, I watched him on his deathbed for 10 days. And Also, side note, nobody knows this, but him and I had not talked for two years when he ended up on his deathbed. Um, Somehow, someway made it through, ended up with a tube in his stomach for two years after that. All his teeth were removed, Um, you know, barely could function, lived in a bed for like the first eight months of Cameron's life because Cameron was born shortly after. So, of course, this is why 2017 was the one of the roughest years I'll never forget because I almost lost my father March, 2017. And then I had my son, August, 2017, three months early that, uh, premature of his birth. And he was born one pound, 15 ounces. And we were told for a month straight that they didn't know if he was going to live. And 
I had never felt so powerless in my life because there was no control, um, literally none. And of course, just like any human being, anytime circumstances like this, we arise, we question everything. We question life. We question our actions. Um, we question our ability to make decisions. We question why us, we play victim. We don't understand. It's, you get the drift. Like 2017 was by far one of the years where I felt like the world, the weight of the world was on top of me. And I, there was nothing I could do. I was just, life was hitting me upside down, hitting everyone I loved, um, hard. And it was just like, life was giving me an ass whooping and there was nothing I could do, but take it. Um, emotionally and mentally just fucking wrecked 2017. And then of course, the next time I felt powerless was this year. I would say 75% of this year. I know this sounds a lot like a pity party, but I promise we'll get to the good stuff. (laughs) 75% of this year, I felt like I was powerless when, you know, my seven year relationship came to a head and it made me realize you know, what I thought was so foundational was such a strong commitment, um, you know, was really built on a sand foundation and was faulty and was waiting to meet its head. And it did. And it had to come to an end. And it was something that I just could have never prepared myself for. Never, never, never. Like, Never did I think that we would ever get there. Question it, maybe, yes. Um, but never did I think that would end the way it did. And so the healing process that had to take place after that, I would say it just felt like the rug was ripped out from under me. And I want to make sure I'm clear when I say this. When I say powerless, I don't mean financially. That was part of piece, it was a tiny piece of it, but powerless, like. I could not gather myself most days. I could not show up for myself most days. It felt like the emotion and the pain overpowered me all the fucking time. And I just felt like no matter how much strength I could find in a moment, it never lasted. It never lasted because it was like it was like the most powerful pain I had ever felt. You know, this feeling, cause we've all gone through it times where I wanted to rip my heart out of my chest, you know, do something crazy to alleviate the pain, run back to a relationship or a partner that I knew was not best for me during the time, simply just to cut off the pain, like to bridge the, the feeling like to just to alleviate the pain, willing to do something I knew I had no business doing, just to alleviate the pain. Completely powerless. And you know it's powerless because you ask yourself a million times a day, will this ever go away? Because it hurts so fucking bad, you can't figure out, like you can't convince yourself, this may never go away. There's no fucking way it hurts as bad. And one day I'll just never feel this again. You just think it's impossible. If you've listened to my podcast prior, I did an episode about this where it's really, you find yourself enduring like the dark night of the soul, 
where everything comes to a head and you realize you you don't have a choice but to kind of like pocket this and realize it was meant to forever change you, that you will forever be different after this. And it is a part of you. You can't rid yourself of it. You can't run away from it. You can't remove it. You can't eliminate it. Like it is now a part of you. It's wedged in you, like she said. And you carry this with you every moment on, every decision you make forever and ever. It just becomes easier to deal with and a lot less painful. But while you're in this process and you all know it because we've all been through it, whether it's a breakup, a divorce, you know, God forbid things that other people have dealt with that I don't even want to mention, like losing a parent or losing a child. We're talking about the, the insane grieving process here. While you're enduring this pain, while you feel powerless, it's because it takes away your presence. You cannot you cannot enjoy any of life's joyful moments. You cannot give anyone anything because you can barely give to yourself. You can't show up for anyone else because you can't show up for yourself. It's a time where you build insane walls and you ignite triggers and you literally become trigger happy about everything. Everything. It builds and changes so much of your character because you have to do so much to survive. I remember in hypnosis, she explained to me one time that so many traumatic events happen in our life and we create a altar to survive. So we either allow it to kind of damage us in a way that, um, you know, we like, it becomes who we are or we create an altar, a new version of us to survive. And I 1000% would say, I am a completely different person, completely different, way better than I was, far more confident than I was, and still healing from things that this changed about me and parts of me that I don't want to become because of it. That's why you guys saw me hire relationship coaches, you know, narcissists and trauma experts, um, you know, feminine energy coaches. Like I pulled all these people in because I also knew even though I had, I I knew eventually I would find the strength to become the woman that I was supposed to be. And I knew this had purpose y'all. I knew it did. I knew that who I'm supposed to become and the impact I'm supposed to create was coming with a cost. I didn't know it would be this, but the minute the ball started rolling, I knew what was happening I had enough sense, but that didn't make it less painful. That didn't make me feel less broken. That didn't keep me from questioning myself and my decisions and my ability to be a partner for what felt like five fucking months. But here's the gift and the here's the clarity I want to give you guys. <clears throat> And this is something we all know to be true. Being on the other side three years later, actually four years later from 2017, which was one of the toughest years of my life, I realized that was the catalyst that changed me forever. 
It's the reason why I did a TED talk. It's the reason why I quit my corporate job. It's the reason why I realized life was worth so much more than investing my time and all my efforts into someone else's dream. It's the reason why I opened my mouth. It's the reason why I started a podcast. It is literally the reason why I started living life a completely different way. All of that was birthed from a year that I felt entirely powerless. And now that I am finally grazing the other side of this year, where a foundation was completely shattered underneath me, one that I leaned on and you know, a container that I was loved in and just thought that was, it was the rest of my life, it being shattered and spending six months feeling completely powerless and finally grazing the other side and being to show up in alignment for an event that is the truest form of purpose that I have ever felt in my life. Like there's not a thing on earth that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing more than Innovative Income Summit, serving that many women, speaking to them intimately and deeply for two days, grazing the other side of enduring feelings and emotions that I thought would never, never lift. I realize I'm learning some of the same things over and over again in a much clearer way. And so I thought if well, we all know this. It's it's like <laughs> God will repeat God will repeat lessons over and over to us and remove people over and over again until we fucking catch wind of what he needs us to get. And so um I haven't I I didn't capture it all, but I feel like there's a good handful of things that I found repeating themselves um in this season again of me being powerless and so I wanted to share them with you. So there are quite a few things that I feel like I learned or being powerless taught me. One thing that being powerless taught me in this season again was to be more selective about who I allow into my life and who I allow to receive my energy. And you guys know exactly what I mean. It sounds simple, but we do it over and over again. Here's the truth. Like, (laughs) I will forever and always love my former partner. He is the father of my son. He changed my life. He helped me start my business. He made sure he invested in me financially, mentally, and emotionally so that I could see my power. The level of effort and like energy he put into that is fucking unmatched. And I don't think I will ever find it elsewhere. Truth be told, swear to God. But there are things other things that happen inside that relationship that really make me think like there's no way I could have fucked with me. Because if I did, I would not have allowed that kind of mess in my life. And being more selective about who I allow into my life, placing boundaries around my, or being very clear about my boundaries and my expectations and what I deserve and who receives my energy is really where I have had to learn my learn to love myself on another level and what that really looks like. And I feel like that is one lesson for sure. God will keep teaching me until I get it. And it's because this in this innate people pleaser in me and so many of you have this 
I'm still recovering y'all. And some of us, we need it so bad. Like I will drown myself before I own the fact that I know someone or something is mistreating me or undervaluing me or not giving me what I deserve. So being selective feels like at times being a princess, being selective at times feels like being a brat, being selective at times feels like who the fuck do you think you are? Being selective feels like you think you're better than everyone else. And working through those misconceptions, working through the fact that that is the freedom that I deserve and the boundaries that I deserve to place to love myself, like that that is actually a true form of self-love has been a journey that I've had to go on over and over and over again. And God will teach you by removing people and making space. Trust me. Another thing that I, that being powerless taught me is to only focus on what I can control. In both times that I felt powerless, it was when my son was fighting for his life and all I could do was surrender to God. And in this time where I could not expedite my healing, I could not control my healing. I could contribute to it. I could submerge myself in healing, which I did, but I could not control or expedite how fast I healed. That is not up to me. That's not up to me. There is a set of work that I had to do and there is a, you know, a un- a unnumbered amount of time that I have to sit in my own emotions and my own feelings that I don't get to skip the fucking line. I had to only focus on what I control could control, which was my business, my feelings, my emotions, the way that I love myself, the people I allowed to support me, the people I surrounded myself with, every step I took, how I protected my energy, how I moved moving forward, and how I was going to choose to impact and being blessing to others, what journey I was going to go on and how I was going to take people with me and how I was going to serve better for myself and my son. That's all I could, could fucking control. I could not take back anything that I had done. I could not wish for better things to have ha- had happened. And I had to grieve everything that was because everything that was and everything that was going to be because it was all now out of my control. So learning to focus on what we can control and learning that even when things are taking away from us, when they end, when they stop, when things happen that traumatize us, when circumstance arise, there are things in life that will happen that are meant to completely be out of our control, to require us to surrender, to require us to truly step into faith and to require us that come that are meant to change us. We resist. We spend so much fucking energy resisting when these things are meant to change us. This changed me forever. For the rest of my life, I will be different than I was a year ago because of this. Good, bad, and indifferent. But this happened for a reason and I had to embrace it and focus on what I can control because everything outside of that was things I could not control and I would have spent so much energy trying to control the uncontrollables. 
I feel like that's a lesson that keeps coming back over and over and over. So focus on what you can control. Everything else, surrender, have faith, give it to the universe. Give that shit back. Tell the universe it's it's the universe's to keep. Another thing that I learned from being powerless is to say the things I mean. Period. To say the things I mean. Because what the fuck am I holding back for? Why am I silencing myself? The deepest form of suppression is when I am silenced. That goes for me. I don't know how that goes for you. But one thing I know about me is when I don't live in my truth, it's when I don't live in my truth, one, it is the furthest from who I truly am. Because if you know me closely or you've ever listened to this podcast, this is how I live. This is literally how I live. I don't know how to silence myself. I don't know how to not live in my truth. I don't know how to not be vulnerable. It's literally how I operate through life. So when I am not living in my truth, I am living the furthest away from the natural version of myself that I operate in. And if I am, it's because I think I'm helping someone feel better. I'm trying to protect them. But in that process, I'm silencing me. And I'm getting further and further away from who I am, my identity, what feels good to me, what feels like home, and the way that I was naturally created to connect with people through vulnerability. So I am literally becoming obsessed with saying what I mean and not apologizing for it, like being sorry, not sorry, unapologetic as fuck about what I mean and just simply saying it, period. Why am I silencing myself? I've got nothing to fucking lose. Like I've told you guys before, every time that we say yes to them, we say no to ourselves. And that was keeping me silent. No more. No. (laughs) Another thing I learned from being powerless is that I don't know about y'all, Like when I say this, I'm not going to say our, because you may be far more well-rounded than me when it comes to stuff like this. But I had to really ask myself, when is it, when are you going to be enough? When are you worthy enough to hold the same insane standards for yourself that we, that I do for my homegirls, AKA like when our homegirls our loved ones, the women that we cherish deeply tell us how someone hurts them or, you know, they're being cheated on or someone physically hurt them or, you know, mentally abuse them or, you know, just, just emotionally put them in a bad place purposely. We are ready to flip the fuck out. Like our alter ego comes out. We're ready to take a ride, pick up a shovel, make a phone call, call another, like call our homeboy. We are ready to just throw down because how dare someone treat this woman that we consider, you know, this incredible woman, a princess, a queen like this. We love her. So why would someone else not love her the way we love her? However, I myself don't, don't hold those same standards for myself. I don't hold those same insane standards for myself. And I had to ask myself, Jessica, when are you going to be worthy enough that you do hold these standards for yourself and then not question yourself afterwards, not second guess yourself, not, not give someone 
more chances than they deserve because you are worthy of loyalty. You are worthy of being exclusive to. You are worthy of holding a standard that you think is high, but is actually just naturally normal in what any woman who has done the work deserves, period. Like that is actually the bare fucking minimum is what I'm saying. So I had to ask myself, when are you going to start holding the standards above the bare fucking minimum? Because you provide more than the bare fucking minimum, period. Another thing that I learned from being powerless was what I truly want, what I truly want, what I truly deserved. And I learned that God will burn that shit down to the ground if you are not truly being authentic about what you want you and you truly deserve. Because when you are called to serve in a big way, but you are compromising your own transformation, you are compromising what is actually supposed to be in your life. You are compromising your own life while trying to serve other people. God will burn that shit down to the ground. You hear me? Burn it all down to the ground. Everything that you thought was a foundation, he will burn that shit down to the ground to give it back to you in ways you could have never conceptualized, to give it back to you tenfold, to give you something better. But you're so damn stuck. I'm talking to myself right now. You're so damn stuck, you couldn't see it. You were playing the good girl card. You were grateful for what you had. You thought this was more than enough and you should be grateful. And you didn't acknowledge all the times you thought you deserved a little more. And I'm not talking about luxury items. I'm not talking about additional trips. I'm not talking about more financial gifts. I'm talking about a little more than the bare fucking minimum. So in this process of being powerless, I learned what I truly want and what I truly deserved and that I do not have to compromise when I am clear on that. Like, Actually, let me be clear. There is compromise when you meet someone that fits the, that those things that is aligned with your non-negotiables. But I do not have to compromise my morals and my values to get what I truly want and what I truly deserve. Period. Another thing I learned from being powerless is... And like, I, I really think this is actually one of the most beautiful things I learned. And I feel like it's something that we all know, but it's just really hard for us to embrace is that you guys, we are growing, healing, evolving individuals. Like you are not the same woman you were two years ago. God forbid you are. I got some questions. You are not the same woman you are. You were when you were 25. Like, think about how much you've evolved. Like, that's why there's that TikTok or that reel out there where they now that's going viral that everybody's joking about, like how I got ready when I was 21, how I got ready when I was 28, how I get ready now. And it's this 
evolution of drinking yourself to oblivion and being fine as shit and running to go everywhere, you know, then, then having wine with your friends and then your evolution. Now for most people, it shows like very spiritual, very connected journaling, you know, sage reading, just getting connected with oneself. Of course, we are not the same people that we were. We've had all these trials, tribulations, experiences, circumstances that have occurred in our lives that have continued to alter who we are and change our identity. We are healing, evolving, growing individuals. And what that means as, as we go through all these different seasons is that everybody cannot go with us. Everybody cannot go with us. Those evolutions that growth comes with a cost. It also comes with a sacrifice. You've heard this before. Part of those sacrifices sometimes mean that the old version of you can't go with you. You know what I mean? Because you've had to give that woman up before. You've had to give those unhealthy habits up before. You've had to give that going out version of yourself up before. You've had to give the overspender version of your, you know, spending money on everything under the sun. You've had to give that version of you up before. You've had to give the version of you that sets no fucking boundaries in relationships and friendships and partnerships. You've had to give that version of you up. You've had to give the version of you up that can be toxic sometimes. You've had to give the version of you up that is insane insanely judgmental of other women and then sitting still wondering why you have no fucking friends. You've had to give that version of you up because you have gone into different seasons where you grow, heal, and evolved. And versions of you can't go with you to become that new version of yourself. Just like people, there are certain people that can't go with us. And sometimes we think that to be so fucking clear, like, oh yeah, of course the toxic friend needs to go. Oh yeah, of course the friend that doesn't support my business needs to go. Oh yeah, of course, you know, my parent who does not understand what I do and why I'm so passionate about this and why I can't finish college, but I actually have to do this thing, this business idea that I want. They, I can't talk to them right now. Those are the clear ones, but there are certain people that we love deeply that we think will be there forever, that will not be able to go with us for reasons that we can't foresee right now, that is not in the clear, that is not clear in the sand, that is not black and white, but God knows. God knows five years from now, this person is going to ruin your life. God knows four years from now, this person is going to break your heart. God knows that three years from now, this person's going to try to destroy you in your business by betraying you or backstabbing you. God knows. So there's certain people that can't go with you as you grow, heal and evolve and they're being removed and you don't even know why yet. They can't go with you. Trust and surrender and have faith in that because I've had to find it. And the last thing, (laughs) actually, it's not the last, there's a million things that I've learned from being powerless. But just knowing that this is to piggyback off of what I just said, God creates space where we least expect it. He creates space where we least expect it. And it's just like the meme they show with the teddy bear where, you know, it shows God's trying to take the teddy bear from the little girl and she's so upset and behind his back, he has a bigger one. He will burn that shit to the ground by, you know, taking and removing people and things out of your life that you thought you must have in this lifetime only to create space where we least expect it and eventually build every single thing back up 
stronger piece by piece, replacing those people with even more incredible people, you know, by, you know, quantity and quality, giving you more than you could have ever, ever dreamt of and putting you in places and giving you roles and responsibilities and trusting and gifting you with impact that you could have never ever imagined. And in order for those things to take place, God will create space where you least expect it. But I'm giving you this gentle reminder of all the things that I have learned when I have been felt the most powerless, because some of you are in this season of your life right now. You may feel like you're in a season of healing, but you can't even get back to zero because you feel so powerless. One of the ways I just described this to my girlfriend was you know, I feel like I'm ready to really focus on a season of growth and building and, you know, really like building and receiving and just like consuming all I can consume to grow more again. And she was like, that's what you've been doing though the last six months. And I was like, no, I spent the last six months trying to get back to zero. I was depleted. I was empty. I could not, like I said, I could not show up for myself, nor could I show up for other people. So I was like in the negative. If we were looking at a scale, I was in the negative. I could not even, most days I was not even operating at just my whole self. Like my whole self to me is zero. Like when I am mentally, I'm not saying I'm a hundred percent. I'm saying that I'm like, I'm emotionally and mentally available and can really like connect with myself and others and show up for myself, that whole person is zero, right? I was completely, completely negative. And so I feel like now I'm finally in a season where I am have not only back to zero, but I can build on my whole self because I'm finally back to zero. And so now I can build on that woman again because she is becoming whole again. And now I can build on her. I can get past zero, but to, you know, the five, the 10, the 15, the 20 and build on that. But some of you are in that season of powerlessness, feeling like there's nothing you can do to save yourself. There's, you've tried everything. You are seeking healing modalities. You're submerging in yourself in healing. You are trying to remove the toxic people. You are, it seems like every left, you know, every corner you you turn, every decision you make that you think is going to alleviate the pain or help you or ground you or get you in maybe just like an inch of a better spot than you were in. It feels like absolutely nothing is working. And what I need you to know about this season is it is one of the most important seasons of your life because in the last four years, this has now happened to me twice. And even though it both times, it was unquestionably some of the most painful moments that I endured mentally and emotionally on the other side of both, I can tell you this. It's the most important time of your life because after that ass whooping, when you least expect it, right after you think that you've seen it all, you've felt it all, and it feels like this is never going to go away. You wake up one day when you least expect it and the sun comes out when you thought it never would. The fog clears. The clouds move. The cloud that was carrying over you, the dark cloud that was carrying over you you every day, 
that you felt like you could not get it to go away, it it goes away. It clears. You wake up and you have a new set of eyes. You have a new view. You have fully stepped into this new identity, one that you didn't ask for. You may have completely changed, but you realize it's slightly for the better. It's slightly for the better. I just told you about two times that I felt absolutely powerless. But after both of those times, I found some of the most incredible versions of myself. I changed in ways that I will forever be grateful and indebted to. I became versions of myself that I both times was never able to conceptualize. And sometimes I wonder if I'm just that fucking hardheaded because there's people out there that have just immaculate visions you know, visions of who they could be and where they're going. I'm not one of those people. I constantly surprise myself through like trauma and circumstance. And then I evolve into this person that I never envisioned myself becoming both fucking times. Maybe I'm just hardheaded. Maybe you guys have visions and I don't, but the woman that I have become on both sides of the most, most powerless seasons of my life have changed me forever. The healing, the making sure that you're not damned because of these things, that you're not triggered or traumatized. The healing is your responsibility. Both times I had to do insane amounts of healing therapy because I literally had like PTSD after my son's birth. I struggled connecting with him because I didn't hold him for so long. I struggled connecting with him because his birth was so different. Like I struggled as a mom because his, you know, raising him was so different. Um, I had to go to therapy and do all type of shit and hypnosis to like remove the shame that I had about his birth, you know, and with this, I was responsible for my healing as well. But the, the woman that I've become both times, the ways that my life has changed indefinitely, the version of myself that I have stepped into, there is with it is without a shadow of a doubt that these things came for a reason because they were moments, seasons, ones that were longer than I would have liked, where I felt insanely powerless that will forever be wedged in my identity and who I am. But they brought me to seasons of my life where I have never felt more aligned and more powerful both times. So I encourage you to embrace the fact that even though you might feel like this never has an end date, even though you feel like this chapter is the longest one that you've ever endured, even though you feel like you're still the victim and that's okay and this doesn't make sense and this is unfair and why me, God, why? This is happening for a reason. You are being shifted and you are being moved into a season of your life that is coming that you probably can't even see yet. And it may likely be the most powerful one yet, a version of you that will ignite, that will break through, that once all the broken pieces are put together, you will become a version of you that will show up in ways that you 
could never envision. I once literally changed everything about myself in 2018, the year after the craziest year of my life. I quit my corporate job. I started a podcast. I did a TED talk. I raised the shit out of my son. I got engaged and got divorced or got separated, whatever. But I literally changed everything about who I was. I showed showed up unapologetically. I was vulnerable. I shared my truth. I completely changed who I was after that year. And this year, I have never loved myself more or now. I've never loved myself more than I do now. I've never been as confident as I am now. I've never been as successful in business as I am now. And I've never served and had purpose, felt aligned, woke up this happy this often and had this level of impact than I ever have before. There is a version of you waiting on the other side of your powerlessness. And it might just be the most powerful version of you yet. I hope this was helpful for whatever season that you're in. I'm sending you guys so much love, so much, so much healing, so much love for yourself. And thank you for trusting me with your listening ears. Thank you for trusting me with your time. Thank you for trusting me while I took you on this journey with me that for many days, I didn't know what was next. And thank you for cheering me on along the way. I freaking love you guys. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.